This podcast is brought to you by cbj.com slash beats. If you need a beat for your next album, mixtape, or demo project, check out cbj.com slash beats. That's S-L-E-E-P-E-J dot com slash beats. Warning, this podcast may offend some people unintentionally. So if you get offended easily, you are advised to turn off now. And if you're still here listening, thanks and enjoy the show. What's up with the world? It's your boy Sleepy J. You tuning in to Sleep Talk, and I appreciate each and every single one of you guys. Thank you for checking me out. I want to start out by saying I am sorry for not having an uploaded episode yesterday. Today is Wednesday, August 1st. I know I was supposed to upload uh, Tuesday, July 31st, but I had some technical difficulties that allowed me not to record, and I apologize for that. But with all that out of the way, um, I don't know how long today's episode is going to be. I do have some things I want to talk about for you. Um, I'm going to try and make it work for you guys. Uh, yeah. Anyhow, with all that being said, let's just get into this week's episode. Um, I first just want to do a congratulations for the Georgia Police Department that fired those officers that uh, did the coin flip uh, for the person they pulled over if you guys don't know a couple weeks ago i I think i said it was the wrong uh police state policing state or whatever but i did mention a few weeks ago um there was an officers that pulled the young lady over she was in the back seat of the car and she wound up uh getting charged or i don't know if they actually charged her but she got a ticketing for whatever was determined by a coin flip app Um, that these two officers had did like they were like okay we're gonna give her 23 miles over the speed limit and this and that this and that if it's on heads and if it's on tails we're gonna give her this 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 so they did a coin flip app to determine what she was getting they wrote down all of it it was all on camera pretty fucking stupid but without that being said georgia said you know what we can't be having our officers do that so i want to give them a congratulations for that it's not the best, uh, you know, it's not fixing all the wrongs that the police are doing these days with, but it's a head in the right direction. So I want to give them their, uh, their congratulations and we appreciate all that. Um, let's see. Most of what I want to talk about this week is about music stuff. So I will get into it, but, um, before we get into it, just cause I want to stretch this out a little bit more. Because I know once I get into this music, it's not going to go much fa- uh, like it's going to go a lot faster than what I want. How many of you guys have been watching Power? Um, if you guys don't watch Power, I highly recommend it. It's one of my favorite shows on TV right now, um, and it's perfect because if you haven't been watching it, you have four and a half seasons to watch to catch up to what's going on. And we're in season five, halfway through it, and all the fun stuff's about to happen. Um, I didn't just bring it up because Kendrick Lamar was in this uh, episode and Kendrick Lamar plays this crackhead. He sounds like he does when he's rapping, talked really fast and everything like that. But um, I thought he was a funny character, something that I didn't expect him to be like. I expected him to probably do a guest appearance as like the gangster from out of town that shows up, fuck shit up and then leaves or is going to be in for a few episodes. 
that wasn't the case. If you watched it, you know he's a crackhead in this episode. I'm not going to give give any uh, details to what happened in the whole, you know, this season or in this episode. But I do want to say I, my prediction for this season, where it's going to go, it's going to it's got to go a couple ways. I think Tommy's going to realize that his dad is uh, trying to set him up, so he's going to have to kill him. Um, or he's going to get set up by his dad to be killed. And then Ghost is going to save him in the last minute like he's done several times in the previous, um, proving that he's really down for Tommy. Not really sure how it's going to work out. I haven't really figured it out. But I do know like we're getting ready to be in uh, episode six of the season. So it's it's going to start picking up from here. Like The plot has been building to this point to, to um, get you guys excited for the next season if they're going to do another season or end this series. So... Watching it, my predictions, I think Ghost is going to have to save Tommy or Tommy's going to have to save Ghost. It's, it's typically how they go. Um, Tasha might go down for her for the murder of her daughter. Not for murdering her daughter, but for covering up for the murder. Um, Ghost might get implicated in that too. I don't know how that's going to work out, but I'm, I'm thinking – She's going to take this charge for her son. If you guys have been watching, you guys know what happened. I'm not going to go into all the details for that. Um, but I see that one, unfortunately, playing out in a bad way right now. Uh, maybe Angela's going to go down by the end of the season for doing uh, some some questionable actions as her role as a uh, district attorney, I think she is for the feds i'm not really sure how that is but yeah so those are my light predictions as far as for what's going on for uh power by the end of this season um how many of you guys watch orange is the new black the new season uh i binge watched most of it through one day because uh, i don't have a life no um but no i i i really enjoyed this season it was a little bit darker than i expected it to be it orange is a weird series if you guys don't watch it because i feel like the very first few episodes of season one were really dark they weren't really funny then they got into a flow of things they were pretty funny after that and they kind of go through this up and down roller coaster with you like sometimes it's really dark and it's like oh this is really sad and depressing then it gets a little bit lighthearted, gets funny or whatever but i think the last two seasons were more drama filled than comedy filled in my opinion, there's a few funny moments here and there, but it was it was pretty drama filled with like the storyline being so heavy. Um, this season, I think it was a little bit lighter than the last season or two, but it's definitely uh, definitely pretty good. I liked it. I liked the the new additions to the cast that they had. Um, Amanda Fuller, who is probably most known for her role in uh, last man standing like killed it i have a new appreciation for her acting skills um just because on last man standing she's like the family girl funny light-hearted type of person and in this she was kind of like i want to I, I guess i'd call her a psycho bitch because she had just like this really um, dark sense of humor type of thing. She was always kind of pushing the envelope and being kind of a dick to everybody, really. Um, also, speaking of people's acting, if you guys don't know who Amari Hardrick is, he's uh, 
the guy that plays Ghost in Power. And in season five, this new season that's playing right now, like the first episode, whenever he hemmed up his son for um, last season, he like he, you know, obviously they're dealing with this death of his daughter or whatever the season. So everyone's kind of upset. Obviously, if you've been watching, not obviously if you haven't been, but he uh, he hems up his son uh, in an argument. And in that moment, like I have this thing when you're watching stuff and you, you get lost in the moment because of the acting is so good. Like his acting was so good when he hemmed up his son was like, you know, uh, keep messing with me. And and it's your fault that this happened type thing. Like I had that belief that he actually was hemming somebody up mostly his son for the death of his daughter. And I genuinely believed him in that moment. It was just like really good acting. So if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, I definitely suggest you guys go watch these episodes and see what I'm talking about. Uh, as far as for how well they're, they show their, their range in acting. Uh, Amara Hardwick is a good actor in general. I like him and everything I've seen him in, but like I said, that really shows, uh, an emotion that I don't think everyone can really tap into, especially if you haven't gone through something like that. So I just think that was really good episodes, really good acting from those people and things of that nature. And let's see here. Um, just want to give you guys an update what I've been up to, uh, aside from watching power. I recently got a book from, uh, audible cause that's the way I digest my books as well. I don't have time to sit down and read. I I listen to books while I'm at work or driving or whatever. And I was on the road recently in Dallas, as you guys know from last week's episode. If you guys haven't checked that out, had my cousin Rudy, the VP of uh, VMP. If you guys don't know what VMP is, it's Valdez Spino Music Productions. It's my record company. Um, he's my VP. He kind of helps me run my business uh, as much as he can from afar. Um, I'm looking into relocating closer so that way we can do things um more build out this company a little bit more faster uh picking up artists and uh doing more placement deals and things like that so i'm I'm really looking into relocating for those purposes but um we just kind of shot the shit last episode we talked about music we talked about sports and kind of did really just did what we do we normally just talk shit and that's what we kind of did last episode so if you haven't seen that one or if you haven't listened to that one check that one out but um where was I going? Oh, I picked up this book on Audible called A Country We Love, Family Divided by Diane Guerrero. She was um, in Orange is the New Black. She wasn't in this season, but she's in all the other seasons. She, I think she plays uh, Maritza Ramos on it um, or the pretty Latin girl that's on there. Most of, If you watch it, you know who she is. If you don't, when you do watch it, you'll figure out who she is. Um but I picked it up mostly because like, I follow a lot of the girls from Orange's New Black. And I like to read. Um, if I'm not reading self-help books, I'm probably reading memoirs from people that put them out. And um, in this case, I picked hers up because uh, I just wanted to see what it was about. Um, this is an advertisement for Audible. But the great thing about Audible is if you do pick up a book you don't like, tell them you don't like it. They give you your money back. You can get another book or whatever you want to do. That's why I actually picked it up because I figured if it was stupid, I wouldn't keep it. I'd just get my money back. But I like the book. Suggest you guys uh, read it because uh, you wouldn't, if you watch her show, like if you watch Orange is New Black, you probably wouldn't think that she's 
a girl that's gone through a whole lot of uh, tribulations or hardships, but she really has. Um, I didn't really think that she had ever, you know, like to the extreme that she did. Her family has gone through a lot. And just the short of the book is it's a book about how she grew up without her parents from the age 14. Not like they were dead or anything, but they were uh, they were here illegally. She was a natural born citizen, so she wasn't deported. But her parents got deported when she was like 14. She had to bounce around at a young age trying to figure out how to get around and, and, and be here without her parents. And uh, in New York, of all places, which from my understanding is a very fast paced city and I'm sure it was even harder then but she was staying with friends and family as much as she could throughout the years and eventually it just was uh, you know brought her down she had some uh mental issues she had to work through and things like that so it's just a very uh I wouldn't I mean it's inspiring if you you're going through hard times you can see that someone else has gone through hard times and has done something well with themselves um despite it um it's a book about mental awareness or mental health awareness it's a book about uh, immigration reform so if these are things you're interested in I, I highly recommend this book i liked it like i said it was um it was a different insight to it uh to her and her struggles and like i said i didn't know some of the things that i, I heard in the book i wouldn't have expected it um the mental health issues that she she you know eventually developed and had to work through when i see her on tv i think of her as a happy person so to see her go through that i think is crazy um and like i said her family i think there's a part in the book where they talk about her dad um like his whole family died whenever he was like 14 so it's just like a, there's a lot of tragedy and a lot of overcoming in it if you can you know, listen to it or read it and get through those moments. Like you, you just see like everybody goes through hard times. Even some of the most successful people in the world. Um, that's one of the most recent books. I don't know if I mentioned it before, but I also read uh, the Mother of Black Hollywood, uh, Jennifer Lewis. Um, I read that one a few weeks ago, um, which was a really uh, good book. I really read that one because she was from St. Louis. And, uh, it's always fun to listen to people from the city that you're from or live in and you can listen to it and like, Oh, I know what they're talking about. I know that stuff. I know. So for me, I listened to it for that purpose. I didn't know she was from, uh, Kenlock, St. Louis, Missouri, but, um, listening to her journey was a good story too. Um, and it, it, a lot of it was interesting. I have to revisit the episode, um, to talk about it, but I'll probably get into it. I have a lot of these, uh, ideas and I, I write them down and I don't necessarily always get to them and with hers I know I remember in the, her book she she talked about like finding out about AIDS in the acting community as far as for uh Broadway theater and how it like ruined a lot of people or ruined a lot of lives or whatever and they didn't really know what it was because obviously she's this predates the eighties before we called it AIDS and things like that. They called it super pneumonia. And, um, it was interesting cause I remember her talking about that in her book. Then I had watched that uh, TV show glow and in glow. They talked about, uh, one of the guys, um, one of the, I think he was like the rich investors, Butler. And it, he found out that his Butler was gay, which I guess he didn't know. 
and then he kind of like got all weirded out by it and as the show goes on like the his butler winds up dying he finds out that he has this super pneumonia and he like goes on this whole tangent about like having the house bleached from top to bottom not to get anything you know and i think it's weird because again i think i did mention this before now that i'm talking about it again but during the aids epidemic and they didn't really know how aids spread or whatever like people were that weird about it and in jennifer lewis's book she talked about her friend having aids and she went and visited him and her mom was like don't touch him you know put gloves on and whatever but she touched him with her bare hands and he was like you're the first person to touch me in two years uh and it's just weird to me because i grew up in a time where aids was um obviously it was a thing but it wasn't a, a thing where we were afraid of it like you can't drink out of water fountains you can't have them in the same room as you you can't touch them type thing like we knew like hey if you see blood, you don't want to, you know, mix your blood with it, things like that. Not like, oh, yeah, we don't want to touch you because of this and that. I just find it really weird that this is this was a thing then because I, I think even then I probably would have been like, yeah, I wash my hands. I'll be good because I grew up in a time where hygiene was just like as long as you you're, have good hygiene, you clean up, you're going to be OK. And I probably wouldn't have thought about it personally i'm not that big of a germaphobe i'm a borderline germaphobe on some things but not that not like that like if i'm around someone that's sick or whatever i i wash my hands a little bit more to try and be clean if i'm sick i wash my hands a little bit more to try and keep from spreading my germs type thing that's what i mean but anyways i found that interesting in that book um just to see how people dealt with aids and to see how people dealt with them, and even in this show that's supposed to take place in the late 80s or early 80s, uh, late uh, 70s type thing, I thought that was interesting. The I found the the link in that <laughs> to be consistent. Um, I don't know why I really went on to that tangent, to be honest with you. Um, I, oh, back to me saying like the things that crossed my mind and I want to talk about. Um, also things that like, so that was one thing I want to talk about. So I don't know if I talked about it in the past, but that's why I wanted to bring that up. Also, um, recently there's, uh, I see these people in media and they're constantly like backtracking or trying to like, I didn't mean that. I didn't, I didn't say it for that or whatever. And I, I find it interesting, um, because I'm not, I put a warning before this podcast because I don't necessarily, I'm not intending to offend people. I'm just talking, letting thoughts, um, free, free go through like free flow. So I'm not really worried about it. I'm not thinking about things as I'm doing it. I'm just kind of talking, working thoughts out and things of that nature. And I don't know how that goes. Um, I don't know how it's going to come across. It could be offensive and whatnot. And I'm not trying to offend anybody. So, one second. Yeah. So, I'm not trying to offend people. I'm just uh, letting the free thoughts flow, working things out as I'm talking to you guys. So, that's why that warning is there. But, at the same time, um, I know people that are, are talking. And when they do do things, they say things they don't necessarily it comes off offensive they're trying to work through it they don't necessarily word it properly so 
Um, I'm just always curious to see how these celebrities bounce back from saying something that maybe they said when they were younger. Now that they're older, they don't believe that or whatever the case is. And it's just a real touchy situation nowadays, I think, because people are always like offended by everything. And as I go on my tangents all the times, if something does offend you or you don't like what someone says or their beliefs, you just change the channel, ignore them, move on, keep going. Um, I don't really think that you should have to apologize for every comment, everything that you do. Um, Even if you do have like trash ass thoughts, maybe you are a racist or whatever the case is. That's how you feel. That's how you feel. Um, You have the right to be offended. You have the right to be a racist asshole. Both have consequences to how you react, depending on how you react. And that's kind of, you know, my thought on everything. But I don't know. I'm not one to get all up in arms. I, I typically ignore things I don't like or I'll read about it and then I move on. Sorry for that weird tangent. I don't know how we got to that point. Again, sleep talking. This is how I do. I Randomness, things pop in my head as I'm working on things out. That's why I picked the name of the podcast. Um, but let's move on to the music section of this. Um, I got some fun things I want to talk about. At least they're fun for me. Um, working on this. I will talk about some new music in a second. But I want to talk about this T-Pain interview uh, on the pull-up with Joe Budden. If you haven't watched the pull-up with Joe Budden, he does this youtube series i think it's on youtube only i don't know it might be on other things but he does this youtube series where he interviews different people um i think most of them are in the music industry but i could be wrong about that you might have to double check me but at first he had like multiple people on there they talked about music different topics and things like that um and then now i think he's doing solo one-on-one interviews with people and this week he had t-pain on there and I really like this episode mostly because I was a T-Pain fan or I am a T-Pain fan. I like a lot of the music he's done and still does do. And in this uh, episode, they were just talking. Um, and the thing that I, I found interesting was they were talking about selling your catalog. This is towards the end of the episode. The episode's like an hour and 20 minutes. So towards the end of the episode, if you're that's the part you want to focus on. But it was just a good episode in general. Anyways. T-Pain was talking about selling his catalog. He was like, yeah, um, I think it was the way it was set up was Joe Budden asked about the dream selling his catalog for like $23 million, which sounds like a lot of money, especially when you don't have it. Um, T-Pain and him were, you know, doing a back and forth. And I found it interesting that um, T-Pain said at one time a couple years ago, someone offered him like six million dollars for his catalog and i was just thinking about it as an artist and a musician if someone offered it to me now at the session that i'm at now i would i would take something like that if i was t-pain i feel like i don't know if you can still perform those songs when you sell your catalog or i don't know how that works or if you're paying them for the use of your songs but i wouldn't sell my music especially someone that had as many hits as he did especially from like 2000 what five until 2010 he was just like killing the the hook game with all the songs that he was doing i wouldn't sell my my catalog for that for six million i think he's made more than six million dollars over those years for me to find feel that it was justified to to even take that kind of money um 
Now, the dream, on the other hand, is a different situation. I only know of the dream to have one album. If he has more than one album, news to me. Um, but I, knew no, I do know the dream has wrote a bunch of songs with other people or for other people. And I don't know if those are included in his catalog from the way they were making it sound like in this interview that the dream sold his catalog, but only the dream is a solo artist. And for that, that was a good deal. Apparently he's got a writing partner. I don't remember the guy's name, but none of those songs were necessarily included into this deal that he sold. And I found that amazing. Like if you're on that side of the, if you, if you, beat the industry on a technicality like oh you want to buy my music sure you can have my music that i've created and you're saying like that's your solo music you're not getting the access to all the collaborations with all the other people because of whatever reason and you still have access and those collaborations are bigger uh creations like in the dreams case he's got a lot of songs with rihanna he's got a lot of songs that he's done with uh um beyonce so these are really big artists that are constantly making money, constantly being licensed, whatever the case is. So if he sold this publishing for his solo catalog of just the things of his album, eh, they might make a little bit of money, but I don't think it's worth the same amount of money as if he would have sold the parts to the, uh, the, the Beyonce's Rihanna's and everybody else's that he's worked with since then. So, um, I don't know. I will check out the interview I thought it was pretty good. I thought that was a, uh, it was funny cause they were cracking up at the end of that, that episode because of the technicality that was going on. If that's true, hats off to the dream. He's the real MVP for winning that, <laughs> um, new music this week. Again, I, I hate that I'm constantly talking about just hip hop, uh, and R and B, but, um, it's what I listen to mostly. I mean, you know, it is what it is, but Queen Nyjah, She's been making her rounds on, like, Hot 97, um, Breakfast Club, and whatever. If you're a YouTube fan, you might have seen her and um, her her upcoming on that. But Queen Nyjah's al- uh, album came out. It's a self-entitled album. It's more of an EP, if you ask me. It's only got, like, seven tracks on it. Um, I like her voice. Pretty good. Uh, she's done pretty good on the album, if you ask me. Um, I personally think it's a little short for my taste i'm more of like i need 10 10 tracks or more per album like 40 minutes worth of content personally but that's just my personal preference um but anyway she's a really good singer r&b singer i i recommend it if you're into if you're looking for some new r&b to listen to um i check her out for all my old hip-hop fans the ones that have been around since the 90s if you guys like nori um I forget what was his Noriega and uh, I forget what the group Nori used to be in. Um, But anyways, Nori, Noriega, whatever you want to call him. New album, 5e has dropped. It's very 90s uh, hip hop, um, the boom bap, um, East Coast sound is there. Um, The thing I find interesting is that he is on the same label. I think, I don't know if, if, uh, Nas owns the label exactly. Like he's the owner of the label or if he's just a part owner or how that works, but apparently it's Nas's label and he's on there, released this album. And I just find that interesting because Nori and, uh, Nas had problems in the past 
but now they're working together just I guess it's similar to the Jay-Z and Nas situation but they released 5e I personally like it it's I mean I don't like it in the sense that I've never been a big Nordy fan but listening to it it's very reminiscent of the 90s east coast uh sound it's not a new updated sound it's very east coast sounding um rapping gangster bars talking about shootouts and things like that so if they're into that definitely check that out um the homie frost money asked me about this fat joe uh mama song he said it sounded like a sleepy j track so i had to check it out and i have to say right now my favorite song that i am listening to is called mama by fat joe dre and big sean and if you go check this out i think it just progressively gets better and better with every verse as it goes so it starts out with fat joe fat joe comes in he's he's spitting he's killing it dre comes in slows it down a little bit um gets his little bars off and then big sean does clean up perfectly um if you don't know who dre is he's the second part of cool and dre the producing uh group from the early mid 2000s i think that's whenever most people heard a lot of uh cool and dre but um i personally think it's one of the best tracks out right now one of my favorites very very rapidy rap right now for me so that's my recommendations for this week if you guys want to get a hold of me please tweet me at sleep underscore e underscore j follow me on instagram at sleep the letter E, the letter J, all one word. Um, hashtag Sleep Talking Podcast. Um, please tweet me, get at me, DM me. If you guys are looking for beats, please hit me up. You know, let me know what you're looking for. I'll try and cook something up. Right now, I'm doing like personal placements, working with a few artists that want those custom beats we're working out deals so if that's something you're interested in please hit me up let me know that's what you want um things to look forward to i think i'm gonna get in front of my camera soon i want to do a video um talking about what i've been up to things like that um i'm considering maybe i'll start recording my podcast uh visually too since i do upload these on youtube i don't know if that's something you guys want to do want from me to see video of me talking into this microphone and interviews with people if that's something you want please let me know that's what you guys want um also go to my facebook page sleep talking podcast hit that like button that way you know when all these are being uploaded if you're not subscribing but if you could subscribe if you guys could leave comments let me know what you guys are liking what you're not liking what you guys want to see here from me please go to all my you know fan pages and and uh, you know sleepy j page on facebook my uh sleep talking page at facebook um my twitter my ig drop comments likes subscriptions let me know you're listening i'm seeing the numbers grow i appreciate each and every single one of you guys and i'm sending you guys out with peace love positivity lights and prayers and until next time guys take it easy i salute you guys